You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Hey, hey, this is Brandon Ware. Ready to talk sex and relationships with Dr. Jess. How's it going? I like that voice. Now I just want to shut it off. Just you and me. <laughs> Let's it. just go. Let's get out of here. Sexy time. Yeah. Uh, not if you call it sexy time. Sexy time. Let's do, <laughs> let's do the sexy time. Well, the mood is over. So back to the show. <laughs> we actually have a new retail partner for our podcast. And they are offering a bunch of free stuff to our listeners as well as some deep discounts. So most folks have probably heard of Adam and Eve, and they sell everything from lingerie to vibes to rings to toys to kinky stuff. And with code Dr. Jess, D-R-J-E-S-S, you get 50% off one item plus a bunch of free gifts. So they're giving you six free movies, free shipping, and three extra treats you can use to uh, spice things up in bed. So please do go check out your options and use code D-R-J-E-S-S to save 50% off your one item and get your bonus goodies at adamandeve.com. It can be sexy time right now for everybody. (laughs) This is why I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least I'm having a good time. (laughs) At least you are. You know, sometimes we, in life, we run behind. And 2021 has been a year for me of just falling behind. So today we're actually going to air an interview that we recorded a few months ago and we had intended to release it earlier, but you know, life circumstances got in the way and we didn't get to. And this was such an interesting interview for me because it's all new stuff related to postpartum wellness and pleasure and overall health that relates to all of us, not just people who are postpartum. And Our guest, Jeanette Yee, is a passionate perinatal therapist, uh, a mother of two, a former competitive runner and rugby player, and she's working really hard to improve perinatal health care, and this really includes quality of life issues around sex and relationships, and April is actually Cesarean Birth Awareness Month, so our delay makes for good timing. So without further ado, let's cut to our interview with Jeanette Yee. Jess, I'm so excited to be together again, even though I'm in cold Toronto and you're in sunny Jamaica. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. Now, can we start with your title? What is a perinatal therapist? What does that entail? So a perinatal therapist is something that I'm trying to increase awareness of. Perinatal is a term that describes the time period that oversees the pregnancy part in a person's journey through childbirth all the way to postpartum. And, you know, people often say, well, postpartum, like how long is that? Because after I have a baby, I'm always postpartum. So I guess more specifically, it's, you know, definitely the year after having a baby. So that's what the perinatal period is. And that's a time period that I work mostly with my athletes. And is it different for athletes? Is the postnatal care different when you're, you know, a professional athlete or somebody who's really involved in sport? I I think about the psychological toll for people who are so used to using their bodies and being so physical, the toll that these big shifts in the body might take. For sure. I mean, the whole sports psychology 
of pregnancy and childbirth, I think affects everybody, like anybody who's ever gone through that journey. The, uh, what I'm referring to is that big identity shift from, you know, however you used to identify yourself as, whether you're a full-time worker or you're someone who loves gardening, etc. Pregnancy and postpartum can shift that identity to becoming a full-time parent. Now, I think for an athlete, there is yet another level of identity shift because a big part of an athlete athlete's identity is literally their relationship with their bodies and what it can do. So yes, in that sense, the sports psychology of healing for an athlete is, is a little different. It's, it's another level of, well, then I need to reclaim my body and its abilities to perform because that is who I am. Yeah, that really resonates with me. Now, in terms of post-childbirth and pain, what are the causes of pain post-childbirth? And how, I mean, how do they affect our, our sexual identity? Shall I speak specifically about cesarean birth or vaginal birth as well? I think, I think both. Uh, I know you do uh, specific work with cesareans, but I imagine you also work with people who have given vaginal oh, birth. Absolutely. So Okay, so the big thing is the whole core canister. So we're talking about pain, Jess, but really it's pain is a part of a bigger sort of umbrella, which is dysfunction or the body's movements not being ideal. So, you know, I always say it takes nine months for your body to slowly change and become pregnant, but literally like, 24 hours for it to suddenly not be pregnant anymore so that causes dysfunction in the body but the body's like oh my god how do i even move right so because (laughs) through childbirth whether vaginal or whether through cesarean birth the body is trying to figure out how to you know get from a to b your baby's crying you're going to get there right you you want to get up for a walk so even those basic movements can cause pain and dysfunction and pain can be anywhere in the body. Typically though, Jess, what I find is pain in the uh, lower back region, pelvic floor, the hip, whether it's in the front of the hip, the size of the hip, and certainly a lot of abdominal weakness. That, that seems to make sense. Now with cesareans, I know you talk about self-massage and exercise as really important parts of recovery that can reduce painful sex, but that we don't really talk about it. So what is self-massage? What does that look like post-cesarean and how does that help you kind of get your mojo back, whether it's reducing pain or being more in the mood for sex or enjoying sex free from pain? Okay. So let's, let's do a couple of definitions first here, Jess, because certainly in my practice, I treat women in the way that works for them, but also I have a different style than the next therapist over. So I just wanted to bring that caveat out. There are so many ways to treat the same injury. So the way I treat a cesarean birth in terms of how that may affect painful sex is like you said, through self-massage and self-massage for me, uh, if I could define it first for your listeners is it's kind of two different things, right? So you can do a self massage either directly or indirectly, and that's manipulation of tissue. So if we're talking about, let's say the abdominal tissue after let's call it what it is major abdominal surgery after a cesarean birth, 
a direct technique would be something that you and I would be familiar with, right? You go for a massage with a massage therapist and there is, you know, their hands on the tissue and they're, they're, you know, they're working it. So that's an example of direct technique, but for indirect manipulation of tissue, I'm talking about movement. I'm talking about breathing. I'm talking about exercise. I'm talking about stretching. So that's what self-massage is. And Sex, I also want to define as well. So, Justin, you talk about painful sex and after childbirth, you know, I think a lot of us might say, oh, well, sex must be vaginal penetration with a male partner, me as a female. And of course, it's just so many more permutations than just that. So when I refer to sex, I mean solo or partnered sex. I'm referring to stimulation of any part of the genitalia of the pelvic floor. And of course, I'm talking pelvic floor because this is perinatal therapy. Obviously, the rest of your body is a sexual erogenous zone, but I'm talking about the pelvic floor. And then sex for me is also penetrative or non-penetrative. So with those definitions in mind, let me answer your question. So you mentioned, sorry, just tell me your question again specifically. I'm curious what the massage looks like. So what does self-massage look like post cesarean and how does it, well, you you mentioned both self-massage and exercise, but let's start with the self-massage. How does self-massage reduce pain in the abdominal region and pain in all the different types of sex you're talking about? Okay. So, all right. So first of all, in a cesarean birth, how does that affect painful sex? So cesarean birth interrupts something in your abdominal region called fascia. And that's therapy speak for connective tissue. And connective tissue in your abdominal region actually connects with the rest of your body. So it's not just your abdominals that have an incision. It can pull above. So the tissues around your chest, for example, your abdominals are directly connected to your chest via fascia, but they can pull below which is your pelvic floor. So oftentimes people don't appreciate that. Oh my God, there is actual tissue that is cut in my abdominals in the front part of my body that pulls on the pelvic floor between my legs, the tissue between my legs. So when I talk about massage, I'm talking about massage in the abdominal region, but that can greatly impact the tissues in the region between your legs, right? The entire pelvic floor region. Those tissues include fascia, as I described, but also muscles. And, you know, when I talk about self-massage in my uh, cesarean birth classes that I teach, we talk about all of these tissues, these muscles that do different things specifically for sexual pleasure, right? So, An incision in your abdominals can impact the muscles that get engorged with blood during excitation, right? And when you're excited, the incision in your abdominals can squish or restrict the uh, one anatomy gland in your uh, pelvic floor that actually lubricates the vagina, right? The incision can pull on the entire clitoral structure. And just, you know, listening to you speak, I can now really appreciate even more how big that clitoral structure can be. So all of these structures in the pelvic floor, they're solely designed for sexual pleasure. And it's, so it's not just, oh, 
Am I peeing myself? Am I, you know, do I have a prolapse? And all these other pelvic floor conditions can definitely be an issue. I think as a perinatal therapist, sexual health is absolutely something that we should want to um, uh, focused target the rehabilitation with after cesarean birth. So the self-massage that I talk about, okay, because we're, we're talking right now, we're on a podcast, I'm not unable to show you with my hands. There's actually two steps, two specific steps of self-massage that I, I teach all my athletes. So are we cool talking about the psychological readiness, readiness part and also the massage techniques? Is that, is that cool? Absolutely. Yeah. Your full approach is what we're looking for. Yes. So if we're talking about psychological readiness, that's the sports psychology coming again. And I don't care if you're a recreational athlete, a competitive athlete, an elite athlete. Everybody has gone through some kind of injury. And that's what I'm talking about when I say it's sports psychology of healing. So if you're injured, there's a whole slew of emotions that come with that. So childbirth, let's call it what it is. It's an injury, whether it's vaginal or whether it's cesarean birth. So you need to be in a headspace where you accept recovery or you want to take that next step into healing. Specific with cesarean birth, there's a few techniques that I teach. So the first thing I talk about is literally the words that we use to describe our experience of cesarean birth. Cesarean birth is a, a unique kind of childbirth, I think, uh, versus vaginal birth. is because a lot of times cesarean birth isn't planned for, A, right? So it's not part of a somebody's birth plan, whatever it may be. It's not even something that might cross somebody's mind. So that's what I mean by not somebody's birth plan. So they might not be ready for it. And there's a whole slew of emotions that come with that. And then B, there, there's, there seems to be shame connected to cesarean birth in general, whether it's shame from within, hmm. right? And that can be completely mm-hmm. subconscious, Jess, or it can be shame from, from externally, whether it's, you know, someone saying the term, oh, you had, you didn't have a natural birth, for example, mm-hmm. right? Or, oh, mm-hmm. you had a C-section. Do, how do you feel about that? Like, oh my God, that's too bad. Or I'm really sorry, right? So I always talk about those words are so important. The words that you think about your cesarean birth are very important. And the words that other people use around you referring to your own birth experience is very important. So the first exercise I give people is literally that. Observe the words that you're using when you're talking about your cesarean birth, with when you're thinking about it and when you're actually using words and talking about it with somebody else. What are those words? And then you're going to write, there's going to be two columns on the sheet of paper. It's really, really cool. Because you're going to write down that first column. You're going to observe the words that are actually used. So it may be uh, the cesarean birth. You might say, oh my gosh, it was so traumatic. I can't even think about it. Or I don't want to go there. Or I'm not ready yet. Or, you know, there's a lot of that, for example, the, the fear. There could be anger attached to it, right? This is not what I wanted. I didn't plan for this. I wanted a natural birth. There can be shame, as I 
described and also guilt like oh i you know i've I, i've heard of all these um you know things that my baby isn't going to be getting in terms of health because i didn't birth them through my vagina and now they don't have an ideal microbiome you know i didn't pass along all those bacteria in my vaginal canal that i know are healthy for my baby oh i feel like a failure right so there's shame and all of those emotions can be connected to how you think about your cesarean birth. So if you write down those observations, just observe, write down what you're thinking. The second column is going to be now, are those thoughts actually true? And are those thoughts positive or negative? Here's something that's really interesting about healing from an injury, Jess. The research shows that if you have any negative emotions around your injury, so like I mentioned, fear, guilt, anger, shame, that actually heightens your pain. So if it heightens your pain, how are you going to get self-massage done or even massage by a, by a therapist? That's really interesting. Yeah, I'm really glad you're bringing up the, up the piece around shame because often we think, well, why, am, why is my labia hurting if, why does it hurt to touch my labia? Why does it hurt to penetrate my vagina? Why does it hurt to touch down there when the incision isn't exactly there? But not only are you talking about how these things are interconnected physically, but also emotionally. And, you know, there's so many layers to this. I really appreciate that you're bringing up the fact that it wasn't necessarily planned. Now, I know for some people, cesareans are planned and they face judgment and shame around that. But when we have expectations and those expectations aren't met, that's when we experience disappointment, right? And the, it's not just psychology in terms of the way we think and feel. It's it's what's happening neurochemically in, in the brain, right? What chemicals are released in response to expectation not being met. And that that itself can be painful, right? We have all this data showing that emotional pain is felt in a similar manner to physical pain. And so all of these things seem to align. So when I, when you talked about massage and I know you're going to get to the physical piece, my brain immediately went to the physical piece. My brain was saying, okay, how do I touch with my thumb? Where do I put my index finger? How much pressure do I apply? Is it circular or ovular or linear motions? But you're saying before we can even get to that, we have to address all these other pieces. And I don't think most of us make space for that, especially, you know, when you have a young child and your schedule is disrupted and your sleep is disrupted and your relationship is disrupted yes. and your identity has been disrupted. Uh, I appreciate this exercise of the columns of, you know, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? And then, you know, do I want to reshape some of these? It, it sounds a little bit like cognitive behavioral therapy to me, mm -hmm. uh, but focus specifically on on thoughts and feelings. So yeah, I, I love this as the first step of massage. And I'm excited to hear the second, which I mean, I'm, I'm only imagining what it entails. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So let's, let's dive right into that, the massage piece. So, so let's talk about that. There's self-massage, as I mentioned, there's direct techniques, but also indirect techniques, which is more exercise related. Okay. So let's talk about the, the, the self-massage manipulation techniques first. So when we, when we self-massage, there's two things we're kind of addressing. One is the incision itself. And, you know, I should probably back this up and say, you know, with a cesarean birth, Jess, there's actually three incisions. There's not just one. But usually we're, we're addressing oh. the external incision because that's the one we see. And that's usually a horizontal incision just above the pubic bone. But there's actually, like, if you think about it, when, we're, when a baby is about to be birthed, via seabirth, 
there's that external incision that goes through the skin and the fat. But then the abdominal layer is, um, is exposed and there is a vertical incision that's made down that right down the middle of your six pack. And so that opens <laughs> almost like a curtain. And then we expose the uterus. And then there is usually a horizontal incision made on that uterus, which is a very powerful muscle. And that incision goes right through the entire uterine wall. That's sewed up. The external incision is sewed up. But did you know that vertical incision on your abdominals? That's not sewn up. That's just left to heal on its own. So when we talk about self-massage, when I talk about self-massage to an athlete anyways, and when they're doing self-massage, we're usually referring to the external incision that we see. Uh, we are indirectly affecting the secondary incision, which is the one right along the linea alba. So the, the, the vertical line that separates your six pack from left to right. Uh, but, but we're not really dealing with the uterine incision, right? All that uh, adhesions and fascias usually dealt with, uh, with direct techniques by a therapist. So self-massage for the external incision. There's two parts. You've got scar tissue, which holds together the incision, but then you've got all these other things called adhesions, which is sticky parts that exist throughout the entire connective tissue of that fascia. And that's what links everything down to the pelvic floor and may cause painful sex. Okay, so we've got techniques that address these two things, scar tissue and fascia. So once that psychological readiness piece is addressed, and that's what I teach all through the entire lesson one, of, uh, of my course when I'm talking to my athletes, once that's moved past, and that could be week one, it could be month one, it could be year one, then we start talking about manipulating the tissues. First technique that I talk about is a technique that's not directly on the incision itself. It's around the incision. Would you like me to describe a few of those techniques? Yes, please. Certainly. Some, anything that people can try at home or share with a friend, I think is really useful. Okay. So even just, I want you to try this on your own abdominals. And for myself, I've had two vaginal births and it's just always so interesting to feel how the tissues of the abdominal feels like and how it links to the pelvic floor. So if anyone who's okay. listening, the ideal way to do this is lying flat on your back with your knees bent. Um, and the second best position is sitting with your back fully supported. So kind of like a slouchy position where your abs are just totally relaxed. I'm second best as usual. <laughs> <laughs> so, so am I. So I'm doing this with everybody right now. I'm sitting so, kind of slouchy. So if you can expose your abdominals and if you have an incision from a C-birth, this is great. I want you to put your fingers just above that incision, maybe an inch above. And then I want you to just... Uh, by the way, no lotions. People often ask, am I using lotions or not? It depends on the technique. That's my answer. So for this particular technique, no lotions. You're putting your finger pads just above your incision, about an inch and above, and you're dragging that tissue in small circles, maybe the size of a loony. Oh, wait, I'm Canadian, so not oh, everybody knows what a loony is. For Americans. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like so a size of what, Jess? <laughs> I guess bigger, one and a half times the size of a quarter. What's another, what's, what else is the size of a loony baby? 
It's a silver dollar. A silver dollar. <laughs> I don't know why I had to dollar. have an accent when Just I said it. Just slightly larger than a dollar. quarter. How's that? So <laughs> the idea here <laughs> is that we're not dragging the tissues to the end of its like tissue uh, uh, dragability, right? So you're not taking it to its end range. You're still within the range of the, that tissue mobility. And what you might feel very interestingly is that Okay, so you're observing. Remember, so we're going back to step one, which is that psychology of just observing. How does it feel? Right? Do you feel it pulling just underneath your fingertips? Or is it pulling elsewhere? Maybe it's pulling down to your incision. Maybe it's pulling up to your chest. Right? And you observe and you do this a couple of circles, both directions, by the way. So clockwise and counterclockwise because what you're trying to do just is you're looking for restrictions you're looking for places that don't move in a perfect circle you're looking for places that might pull a little more than others remember the left side of your incision is not the same as the middle it's not the same as your right side and this part of your abdominals above your incision is not going to be the same as on the sides as your incision or below so if you go down below, here's where it gets interesting. So again, whether or not you've had a cesarean birth, I want everyone to try this. Put your fingers, so your finger pads again, you can use maybe, I'm using three fingers, by the way, not just one. If you use more fingers, you get more drag. You can really feel a little bit more. Draw circles just above your, you know, between your pubic bone and your belly button. Just what do you feel? What do I feel? Where is it pulling? I don't know. Do you, do you feel pulling of this tissue? Maybe even pulling onto your side? On so I can, how can I say it? I can kind of drag inwards more than outwards, if that makes sense. And downwards pulls a little bit more than upwards in the circle. Isn't that interesting? I love how you just observed that. So you're talking about the quality of movement not necessarily where you feel the restriction. So that that's perfect because I wasn't actually even looking for that. I, the feedback I was looking for was where do you feel it? Like, where is it pulling? So, so some of you who are doing this right now, I want everybody in the same spot. So just above, so between your pubic bone and your belly button, closer to your pubic bone. So now here's another technique. So you're not on your incision yet for anybody with an incision. I want you to take a few fingers. I'm using four fingers now and I'm just pulling that abdominal tissue upwards, so towards my nose. And now I'm pulling to the end of that tissue mobility. So it's now, now I've got no more tissue to pull. Jess, where do you feel this now? I sort of actually feel it down in my pubic bone just a little bit. Yeah. Like, or like pubic mound, maybe not the bone. Yes, yes. And a lot of our listeners will probably feel the same. Again, whether or not we've given birth, whether it's a vaginal birth we've had or a C-birth, but some listeners will feel this right into their clitoris. If you pull harder. Well, that kind of leads there, right? Ah. Yeah, and I, I should just note for people who don't know, I'm sure most people know, but I've never given birth. Um, but I have had issues with my pelvic floor. And so even for folks who haven't given birth, it seems that First of all, the psychological piece is essential, but that secondary, the physical indirect massage that you're describing, it seems as though it might apply for 
many different conditions, whether you've had a different type of surgery on a different part of your body or in that region, or even for pelvic floor health more generally and becoming more familiar with the area. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and literally just, we're taking all those pelvic health pieces. I'm just applying it specifically to cesarean birth. Um, and, And because it's so important, right? If you've got an incision that disrupts this movement of tissues, that it's, it's really going to be tight. But let's go back to this. So another technique, so a more advanced technique. So let's progress this. The first technique is doing the circles, doing the upward or downward or sideways pulling, not to the end of tissue mobility. The second progression from this is actually pulling to the end of tissue mobility. So, so let's pull. So Jess, you're good. I'm good. Let's pull upwards. So you're still going to be in that same spot. The, I'm using two hands now. I'm using two hands just above my pubic bone and I'm pull. And again, I'm in my slouchy sitting position, but if you're lying on your back with your knees bent, it's ideal. I'm pulling a little more aggressively now. Now, Jess, when you're pulling a little bit more aggressively and, and allow yourself to pull, like on, if we have a pain scale from zero to 10, allow yourself to get to like a two or three out of 10. So really, really like feel it. Where do you feel it now? I actually feel this more in my lower back, even though I'm touching my front. Is that right? Okay. Awesome. So I'm... Am I some weird... I'm a freak of nature. (laughs) Babe, do you feel it anywhere? Brandon, I want you to try this too. For sure. I've been trying... I've been doing this the whole time and I felt it initially along the side. Um, doing the more aggressive pulling, I, I actually feel it where I'm applying the pressure. Okay. So, um, which to me makes sense. Not really feeling anything, anything lower than that, but that's where, that's where I'm noticing. So it. nothing in your N- balls. Nothing, nothing, from, <laughs> nothing in my junk. I thought for no. sure you were going to be like, I feel it in my balls. No, no. I'll just talk about, about pain and, and, you know, I have so much respect for anyone who's given birth cesarean or naturally Uh, vaginally vaginally Vaginally. i'm sorry (laughs) i apologize um check checking myself but especially when somebody tickles my my junk the wrong way and i'm like oh my god be careful you know so this is really interesting to to pull and to feel and and to just pay attention and notice because i think i'm you know most of us don't do that we're just not aware of uh, what we're feeling yes that's so cool brandon thank you as a non-birth person for trying this, I think it's it's very interesting. So Jess, I lo- first of all, you're getting back pain pulling the front of your body. So I- I, I wouldn't say pain, just more um, pressure, if that makes yeah, sense. So you feel pressure in the back. Now, so all of these, for anybody who's listening, like this is not wrong. None of this is wrong. Where should I be feeling it? Oh my gosh, you know, I have pain. Oh my gosh, it's like, it's really yanking my clitoris. Oh, it's more my left or my right. Nothing's wrong about that. Pain, I want everybody to note this. Pain is your body's way of communicating with you. That's your body's language. Your body's trying to tell you something. So now it's our turn to listen and be like, huh, isn't that interesting? By the way, that's the that's the response I want everyone to really try to practice. So for any uh, cesarean birth parents that are going through this, going back to that psychological readiness piece, if you are feeling negative emotions with talking about or thinking about your seabirth, birth replace those negative thoughts with, huh, 
Isn't that interesting? So now that you're doing your self-massage, huh? Isn't that interesting? So for me, initially, when I pull up, I feel it's directly into my labia, 100%, mm. all the way down, mm. like almost to my anus. If I'm pulling hard enough, I feel that. So the massage technique- Maybe I need to pull harder. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on, everybody. I want to feel it in my butt too. I <laughs> so let's. I want a butt tickle. <laughs> so from a perinatal therapy standpoint, okay. So what does this actually mean? Okay. So yeah. Okay. So I'm feeling it. I'm just feeling it under my hands, says Brandon. I feel it more. You know, I feel it around my back, says Jess. And then I say, hmm, I feel it down into my labia. So what does all this mean? So first of all, it's all connected. So Brandon has so mm -hmm. much tissue mobility with a technique that he's employing that he just feels it locally or under his hands. That's cool. That's fine. Jess and I feel that fascial pull or that connective tissue pull to the other parts of the body that our abdominals are attached to. So what does that actually mean? Well, maybe it's tight. Maybe it's adhesed is that technical word that we use, right? It's bound down. It's stuck down. So, you know, when we're pulling up on our abdominals, should we feel it into the labia? For me, the answer is no. I know because I'm pulling as hard as I am. And I know I also have certain types of pelvic floor dysfunction. So this becomes the treatment. You see how that works? So we're doing the test together, mm -hmm. Jess and Brandon, but that also becomes the treatment. So I don't want to feel when I'm pulling up on my abdominals, I don't want to feel restriction into my labia because that's going to possibly cause pain or at least discomfort during sex. And again, sex is all the definitions I provided at the beginning of the show. So, mm -hmm. so then what's the treatment? So anyone listening, mm -hmm. if you're feeling so for just, Oh, I feel it into my back. Now, do you feel it more when you're pulling your abdominal tissue to the right, to the left, up or down? Mm, I sort of felt it all around. <laughs> all around. Okay. So let's choose yeah. one direction that gives you the most feedback or sensation into your back. So let's say what? That, is that pulling up towards your nose? Yes. Okay. So that becomes Jess's treatment. That's actually also my treatment. That's I do, I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm scooping my tissues up towards my nose and I'm feeling it in my labia. So I actually have to hold this scoop or this pull. And I always say nice deep breaths for a minute. And I'm giving you an actual time to work with. But of course, you know, the more familiar you become with your body, you're going to hold it for however long it takes for that sensation or pull into your back to start to dissipate just right. So I'm, yeah, for, I'm so glad you're talking about this because, yeah. you know, when we think of pain with penetration or pain externally along the vulva we often think about like relaxing and breathing and fantasizing and getting turned on and doing other things and using lube but I would never think to like go up to my belly button or mm -hmm. my abdominal area or my lower back and so this is just it's super interesting and and brand new to me and I know that I have limited time with you so I do want to also ask about the incisions themselves do you ever touch the incisions because I think you said there's direct and indirect massage yes yeah so absolutely absolutely touch the incisions so what I described to you these two techniques of the small circles then moving to large circles and then moving to pull and hold those techniques are mm -hmm. done directly on the incision the external incision of course as well 
Okay. Absolutely. But that is definitely not the first step because like I said, there has to be a certain amount of your body being cool with the touch and then cool with therapeutic touch, which is, let's face it, it's aggressive, right? It's you're, you're, you're trying to move parts that have been stuck down. And when someone isn't a therapist and they're therapying their own body, they have to appreciate that this is a, uh, this is a professional's job, right? This is something that many people have trained to become a therapist for. So give yourself, you know, a, a little bit of just, you know, a, a bit of grace and say, if, if you don't really know how it's supposed to be feeling, that's okay. You know, if you're not sure, that's okay. That's where you go and you connect with a therapist and, and you want to double check. And of course, this is neither the time nor place to really talk about it, but when I coach my athletes through postpartum recovery, there's actually so many steps of how to make sure what you're doing is safe and appropriate. So we didn't go through that with your audience today, but certainly there are a lot of steps that you want to double check and go through every single time you use a technique and every single day. Your body's different every single day. Did your baby cry and keep you up all night? That means my pain is heightened right? Did I try to have sex the night before? And it, you know, and now the tissues are a little bit more traumatized. And so now I have to back off of my techniques. Like there's so many checks and balances. So I actually give parameters on, on safety checks each and every time an athlete does their self-massage on or around their incision. And it must, I imagine it begins with trusting your own body's response, right? So if, you know, you tell them to do something and today, and it's worked for them seven times and on the eighth day, it feels different. So be it, right? They can, we do, we have to learn to trust our own judgment. And I think part of the childbirth process, whether it's vaginal or cesarean is we end up putting so much trust into a system, into a system that doesn't necessarily support us, that doesn't necessarily prioritize our psychological safety, and so we have to, I think it's a process taking it back, right? Anytime you've undergone any sort of trauma or any kind of time you've undergone any sort of medical procedure, um, I think it, it is a process to take it back in your body and, and say, okay, like I'm not feeling with, right with this today, so I know better, right? Same thing with whether you're with a massage therapist or a chiropractor or any health practitioner or anyone who's, you know, putting their hands on you for therapeutic reasons, you know your body best. And I always find that the best therapists are the ones who really uh, make space for you to speak up and I can tell I can tell that's what you do I can see from the from the slow steps you take right it's not just like hey move your thumbs this way you started with the psychological then you moved to indirect touch and then direct touch and I I know that you you offer virtual pregnancy and postpartum rehabilitation sessions so I do encourage people to check that out and I, you also have uh, an, a course the cesarean birth self-care program that you run every couple of months and folks can find find more information at janetyee.com we'll link those in the show notes as well as follow along on IG at ask janet janet j a n e t t e and we'll put those in the show notes as well and I, I think we have a discount code as usual the code is dr jess for a discount off of your course uh, on on cesarean birth self care so really want to thank you brennan did you uh, how was touching yourself <laughs> You know, every time uh, we have a guest on, I learned so much and there was a lot I took out of this and I really enjoyed going through the motions of massage. I think Jess was telling me to make notes uh, so that I could <laughs> apply some of these 
even though she has, we haven't had a child. Yeah, I'm like, rub my belly. Rub my belly. I love having my belly touched. Like, I love having my tummy touched. It's a, it's a very soothing, but it can also be erotic. I know that's a, a different conversation. And I really appreciate your time and your insight and connecting all of these pieces, knowing that a pain in one area could be referred from another. So I encourage people to check out your course and check out your Instagram. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you so much, Jess. Always a pleasure. Thank you to you for tuning in. And I do want to give an update on Jeanette's courses. So her cesarean birth self-care course is actually now available for sign up at any time, along with 20 how-to videos that illustrate self-massage techniques and exercises. And I know she's offering a bonus with six months of weekly live online group classes. So every Wednesday afternoon, you get a mini lesson, a mini workout, and a Q&A if you have questions for her. So you can definitely learn more on her website, and we'll put those in the show notes. So check those out. And once again, a reminder that our new partner, adamandeve.com, they are offering 50% off any single item with code Dr. D-R-J-E-S-S, plus free shipping and a bunch of other free bonuses. So Check that out too. I feel like I should maybe do that advertisement plug. Make any time sexy time. That wasn't a part of it. Yeah, for sure. But it was with, way better with, than mine. With Dr. Jess. And, why don't you just say <laughs> make any time sexy time with Brandon Ware? Do that. <laughs> make any time sexy time with Brandon Ware. Still here. It's, yeah, it's not working. <laughs> I'm not feeling it at all. I like it. All right, folks, leaving you with good vibes today and every day. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life. Improve your life.